Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This lecture is brought to you by Darul Arkham, the Center for Islamic Information and Education. We pray you benefit from this lecture and that this lecture brings you closer to Allah. For more lectures, you can visit our website at www.ciie.org. من يهدي الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا ثم ما بعد Our talk today is about the Islamization of the sciences and by the sciences we mean both the natural sciences and the social sciences We will concentrate more on the social sciences inshallah and this is something we called for in the, in the 70s because we realized that what we call the, the sciences are not, as many people think, uh, collections of facts. There are facts, there are theories, there are uh, philosophies, and there are even myths. So a Muslim has the um, has to be uh, critical of the of the of the, of the, of the science which she uh, studies, and uh, and uh, inshallah I will explain here uh, how to make these sciences uh, Islamic. But I should say uh, from the beginning that many people misunderstood uh, uh, misunderstood uh, uh, the concept of the Islamization of the sciences. Some non-Muslims thought that we, we are going to do what some um, communists did and that is to deny some scientific facts or to distort, uh, to distort them um, because they do not, uh, they are not in agreement with the uh, Islamic text. We, we, that's not our aim because as Muslims we believe whatever is a fact must be accepted by Muslims, as we explain here, inshallah. So we don't have to distort the facts uh, to make them Islamic. If it is a fact, it is Islamic. Uh, what we reject are uh, falsehoods, myths. We don't reject the uh, facts. Uh, but there's more, more, more about this. Before we, uh, our talk today, is, uh, inshallah, we we'll, we'll start today, uh, is about uh, the methodology of uh, Islamizing the sciences. But before that, we start with some uh, um, philosophical questions. They, and, and, and I start with them because there are Islamic answers to what uh, uh, people in the West call philosophical uh, questions concerning knowledge. Uh, by the way, you'll find all this uh, on my site in uh, uh, Idris.com, so you don't have to write or uh, just write short comments, inshallah. Uh, uh, there is a verse in the Quran which answers three of these philosophical questions. It's one verse. The philosophical questions are first, is knowledge possible? Uh, the second question is, uh, is uh, all knowledge acquired, or is some of it involved? The third is, how do we acquire knowledge? Repeat them. The first question is, is knowledge possible? 
because there are skeptics. We don't have this in the history of, uh, of Muslims. But in the uh, history of the West, uh, especially at the times of the Greeks, there were skeptics who thought that knowledge, there's, uh, who were skeptics, if, uh, skeptic about the possibility of knowledge. And so the second question is, is all knowledge acquired from outside or is some of it inborn? what they call innate knowledge. Uh, and the third question is, how do we acquire uh, knowledge? Uh, now, for there to be knowledge at all, there must be, uh, the, there are three conditions for, for the possibility of knowledge. There must be a source from which knowledge is acquired. There must be uh, the human beings must have a capacity to acquire knowledge from those sources. And thirdly, there must be a method by which, uh, which we follow, which we use uh, to acquire knowledge from those uh, sources using the powers and the capacities which, uh, with which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala endowed us. Um, Many, uh, many writers, including uh, Muslims, confused this, uh, these three things. Uh, for example, some people would call, uh, would say that uh, revelation is a means of acquiring knowledge. No, I say that revelation is a source. It is not a means. Because to acquire knowledge from revelation you need to use the means. So, so we don't, some people say, for example, also perception um, is, is, is a source. No, perception is a means of acquiring knowledge. Inshallah, we'll uh, explain this more. Uh, but don't confuse them. Three things. Uh, source of knowledge, capacities or powers with which uh, Allah endowed us to acquire knowledge from those sources, and the method, uh, the way we, we follow to acquire knowledge from uh, those uh, sources. Uh, the Quranic uh, answer to, to the uh, three questions is, وَاللَّهُ أَخْرَجَكُمْ مِنْ بُطُونِ أُمَّهَاتِكُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ شَيْئًا وَجَعَلَ لَكُمُ السَّمْعَ وَالْأَبْصَارَ وَالْأَفِئِدَةِ When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, brought you out of the wombs of your mothers, you came out knowing nothing. Hmm? So this is a very clear answer to the first question. Uh, to, to, I mean to the, uh, to, to the second question. Uh, the, the whole verse is an answer to the first question. Is knowledge possible? Yes. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allahu akhrajakum min butuni ummahatikum la ta'lamuna shay'an وَجَعَلِ لَكُمُ السَّمْعَ وَالْأَفْصَارَ وَالْأَفِئِدَةِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought you out of the, when, when He brought you out of the wombs of your mothers, you came out knowing nothing. And then He endowed you with these uh, powers. So this means knowledge is possible. It also means that uh, at the hour of birth, we are completely ignorant. Hmm? And, uh, and that, uh, what was the third question? Now, 
The third question is not here. In fact, uh, the, this, uh, the, the, the verse answers only the uh, uh, two questions. Now, <clears throat> in the West, uh, there are two uh, schools about uh, whether knowledge is uh, inborn or all of it acquired. Uh, the rationalists say that uh, claim that man is born with innate ideas or inborn knowledge, and while the empiricists claim that all knowledge is acquired and the mind is a mere tabula rasa, <laughs> a, 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 a blank sheet on which the senses uh, write what they they, they wish. Now, the first part of our verse tells us, as we have just said, that we are born knowing nothing. Does this uh, support the, the, the empiricist school? No. In fact, I, and after thinking about this for, for a long time, I, I discovered that um, Islam does not support the empiricist and does not support the rationalist. It does say that we are born knowing nothing. But then, the Quran and the Sunnah tell us that there is something which is called the fitra. Hmm? And so the fitra at the hour of birth is not knowledge. But the human mind or soul has a, a definite uh, structure. And the fitra is like a seed which germinates and, and, and develops with the development of uh, the human mind. So just as the eyes and the hearing and, and, the, and, 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 and the sight and hearing uh, develop with the development of, uh, of, the, of the body, so the mind also uh, develops. And as it develops, we come to be aware of some knowledge, the seed of which was already there. Uh, but this knowledge is not from the outside. It, it is in the mind, but we become aware of it as we develop uh, uh, mentally. So uh, the Quranic answer is neither with the empiricist nor with the uh, rationalist. So, how do we acquire knowledge then? Uh, we acquire knowledge by Sam'a. What is Sam'a? Al-Afida, you can say minds. These are, these, are, these are our needs of acquiring knowledge. Now, the Quran mentions on the hearing and sight. What about the other senses? Because the Quran does mention them in other, in other verses. But because these are the most important senses uh, by which we acquire knowledge. The Quran concentrates on them. Uh, do you remember any verses in which some of the other senses are mentioned? What about... Uh, Smell it. 
as a source, uh, as a means of acquiring knowledge. There's one verse in Surah Yusuf. Ah, the lady. Ah, what is that? No, you, you can just tell me and describe. Huh? Now? No. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. So, 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 <laughs> so by, 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 he smelled the some the scent of uh, his son's uh, clothes. So this is what. Uh, what about touch? Touch. Many verses. ولو نزلنا عليك كتابا ونزل عليك كتابا في قرطاس فلمسوه بأيديهم لقد الله سبحانه وتعالى says that these kafirs they don't want to believe even if we sent down a Quran yes they say see it coming from the sky and they touch it with their own hands still they would say this so this means that um, uh, touch touch is uh, a means of acquiring uh, knowledge, and and we have taste, but uh, it's most used uh, uh, according um, uh, my knowledge. It is mostly used, or perhaps uh, almost used, in the in the not in the physical sense. Uh, but it is used something like say I recall it that and the Quran says Zuku what what do people taste in the Quran Zuku Zuku al-Azab so it is not like uh, taste so we have uh, the senses and we have uh, al-fu'at which is uh, the mind so this means that the Quran, uh, the Quran recognizes the authority of the senses. See, many people think that um, if you are a, a, a Muslim, um, you don't have to depend on the senses. Also. Uh, especially, people, especially people influenced by Al-Ghazali. He wrote in one his, one of his books, a very famous book. Uh, he doubted the authority of the senses uh, but, but he himself didn't take that seriously because as a human being you have to depend on the, on, on the senses yes, the senses do sometimes err but we discover their error by other, by other senses for example, to, some people would say don't depend on the sense because the senses, uh, for example, tell you that um, the moon is the size of um, a watermelon. <laughs> uh, but we, 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 we know that this is not the real size and we know this by the senses. Hmm? Because we can see from our experience that the further a thing is from us, the, uh, the smaller it appears. So we know this by the senses. So the Quran recognizes the authority of the senses. So it is un-Islamic 
to deny something which has been uh, proven by the authority of the senses. And we depend on the senses even in our religion. Hmm? How do we pray when the sun sets? Hmm? How do we know the sun sets? We don't go and open the Quran and see whether the sun has set or not. Hmm? We use our senses. Hmm? The Quran tells us only that we pray when the sun sets or when the sun rises, when the sun is um, uh, the middle of the sky. And how do we know the Qibla? So we depend on the senses. Uh, so this means that uh, as Muslims, we, we accept uh, uh, all scientific facts, so long as there are uh, there is empirical proof uh, of the fact. We don't deny uh, the science. This is part of our religion. Now. In, uh, for non-Muslims or atheists or people who have no real religion, there is only one source of knowledge, and that is the world. For us, there are two sources, the world and revelation. And, uh, and, and here comes the importance of what we call the Islamization of the science, especially the social science, especially something like psychology. There are many verses in the Quran and there are many ahadith about the human soul, human psychology. You can't ignore all this and say that uh, psychology is only uh, uh, what we um, come to know uh, through experiments or introspection or, or, or whatever. No, we, uh, as we explain, inshallah. Uh, our science of psychology should uh, include facts uh, from the world and facts from uh, the uh, from uh, revelation. So we have two sources of uh, of knowledge. Now the world, the world as a source of knowledge. We come to uh, revelation uh, With the world as a, a source of knowledge can be subdivided into um, uh, uh, smaller words. Uh, I, 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 um, <laughs> I mentioned here some of five of them, but perhaps you can add others. Uh, first, the natural or physical world. The sun, the moon, the earth, etc. Uh, our internal states, pain, pleasure, envy, <laughs> love, this is something that we know directly. So, so this is a source of knowledge. Human beings are sources of knowledge. As just physical objects or as informants. Someone comes and tells you uh, so and so and so. Dreams. Uh, not all dreams. Huh? <laughs> uh, prophetic. What, what they call prophetic dreams. What the Quran calls a ru'ya sadiqa. True uh, dreams. This is a source of knowledge. Uh, minds. Uh, the mind uh, has three functions. It is a means for acquiring knowledge. It is also a store of knowledge. Hmm? We know something, we store it in our mind. Uh, 
and it is also a secondary source of knowledge. And it is in this respect that we are considering it here as part of the world. The now the uh, knowledge of the fitra. What do we know by our fitra? Huh? Yes. What does that mean? What do we know? And as 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 our minds develop, killing is wrong. Yes. So uh, so we know some of the moral moral principles. We don't have to be told uh, that it is it is bad to steal. <laughs> you know this by our fitra. But there is something more important than huh? Allah not only exists, not only created, huh? Worship something in the fitra. Something more, more, more than hmm? Allah. Yes, uh, that there is a Creator, and He is the only one worthy of worship. This is in the in in in, in our nature, and revelation comes to confirm it. And in fact, all yani, revelation, all Islam has its basis in the human nature. All of it. Uh, so we have uh, this basic uh, religious fact that only Allah, only the Creator is to be worshipped. We have moral uh, uh, principles. Or, yes, and what, what else? There are other things with which we are born. It's like what? No, this you know, but it's by experience. That's why children put their their hands in it. Now, huh? Yeah. Child. Okay. Yes, I'm talking about this main things, not not just individuals. Huh? principles of logic, yes. Uh, you don't have to be taught that uh, um, that contradiction is something false. And you can tell you can tell a, a child fantastic things and he can accept them. You can say, for example, I saw a pigeon carrying a castle, and uh, <laughs> so I mean he can. I mean he will laugh also. But if you say, uh, I brought you some cookies, but I didn't bring you anything. He can see that you, you are talking nonsense. He might not be. <laughs> he might not be able to tell you that you are contradicting yourself. He cannot use the uh, the word, but he knows. I mean, this, uh, so so the principles of uh, of logic are there in the human mind. Uh, that is why uh, Ibn Taymiyyah and some uh, uh, Muslim ulama. Uh, in their comments on the study of logic, they said, you don't need this. So they said, uh, logic is a science which the intelligent person doesn't need and of which uh, the stupid person cannot benefit. <laughs> because, 
because if he is stupid, then the man, he, he cannot even learn logic. Hmm? And if he is intelligent, he doesn't need to study uh, logic. Uh, so, uh, what about, uh, what about uh, uh, aesthetic, aesthetic taste? Hmm? Like, uh, uh, you see something as, uh, uh, what, uh, uh, as beautiful or ugly, uh, uh, I mean, you don't have to be taught this. And whether it is something natural uh, or, 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 or even in language, uh, people like beautiful language, uh, poetry, uh, they uh, like uh, perfumes, they don't like nasty things, <laughs> unless their fitra is completely corrupt, huh? <laughs> they, they uh, and so on. So, and the, the revelation is based on all these things, on all these things. If someone has no moral sense at all. I mean, you can't argue with him. So these, uh, uh, the Qur'an assumes that we have all these things. The Qur'an does not come to tell us, to teach us logic. It does not come to teach, uh, to teach us elementary mathematics. It does not come to teach us uh, 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 taste, how this is, uh, this is beautiful, that is ugly. Uh, uh, it it is based on these things. So, so now we have uh, uh, capacities, we have uh, uh, we have the sources, and third thing that we must have a method by which to acquire knowledge using those capacities from those sources. And the method depends on the kind of knowledge that you want to acquire. So, uh, if this is the human being, and these are the sources of knowledge, let us call this uh, revelation, and this the world, So, uh, to go from here to here, or from here to here, you have to have a method. And the kind of method that you use, so this, this, these are sources, These are methods, and these are, you have here the senses, the mind, these are capacities, or powers, or Now, uh, because, <coughs> uh, because, uh, uh, the, 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 the sciences are based, I mean, Western science is based uh, on, uh, on a philosophy which ignores this. 
scientific knowledge, scientific method has come to mean only this method. Because, you know, we have no quarrel about scientific method that, uh, through, by which you acquire knowledge from the world. But we say that this is not the only method, because there is another source, and that source has its own uh, method, because the, uh, the method, the nature of the method, is determined by the nature of the source. In fact, even inside the world, you don't use uh, the same method. For example, uh, if you are studying chemistry, hmm, you use, say, uh, experiments. What if you are studying uh, uh, astronomy? You can't make experiments. Hmm? You can't say, what will happen if we take the moon from here uh, and put it there? <laughs> so you have to depend just on observation. There is no um, uh, experiment. And also, when you study uh, human psychology, you can make experiments with the, the poor rats and so on, but you can't make experiments with, uh, uh, with human beings. Eh? You can't say, let us put this human being in this adverse uh, environment and see what happens to him. Hmm? Uh, so, the, 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 again, I, I repeat, the nature of the method is determined by the nature of the source which you, uh, uh, from which you acquire knowledge. The main, what are the main differences between revelation and the world as, as, as sources of knowledge? In what way is the nature of this different, different from the nature of this? Just as, as sources. These are words. You know? Revelation is, these are words. These are things. Hmm? So, to understand the words, to acquire knowledge from them, must be, you must be used a method which is different from this. And most of the deviations uh, that happened and still happen uh, among, uh, among Muslims are deviations in the method which is used to acquire knowledge from a revelation. Because if these are words, and the words are Arabic, so one of the conditions of understanding or acquiring knowledge from this source is that you give the words of the Qur'an the Arabic meanings. Hmm? Because the Arabic meaning. If you give it, if you give any word a meaning that, is, that the Arabs do not give it, then you can get from the Qur'an whatever you want. <laughs> yeah? And this is what um, many of the deviant uh, uh, people uh, do. Some, uh, for example, I always give the example of some of the extremists among the Shia. Huh? They say, Inna Allah ya'murukum an tazbuhu bakara. Allah orders you to kill a cow. And they say, Aisha. What has Aisha got to do with a cow? Inna, inna ya'juja wa ma'juja mufsiduna fil ard. Abu Bakr wa Umar. So, uh, uh, and so on. And some also of the deviant Sufis. Uh, also, they give the words just the opposite meaning. 
And, and, and if you do this, you can get from the Quran whatever you want. <laughs> and you, you, and, and, and you say, oh, I'm quoting the Quran. I'm, I, uh, I'm not making any change in the Quran. I'm, I have quoted a verse. Hmm? The Quran, inna Allah ya'murukum an tazbahu bakar. But, uh, and this is my understanding. Many people now will tell you, so, this is his understanding. Yeah? This is your understanding. And you have no, uh, you have no right to tell him that your, his understanding is wrong and your understanding is right. But they don't say this about scientific method. No? They don't say this. They don't say, uh, <clears throat> according to my understanding, the temperature um, is 50. Huh? But according to your understanding, it might be 70. Or 70. <laughs> you don't say this. But we say, uh, just as there is a method here, there is a method there. And that just as there is objective knowledge to be acquired through these methods, there are, there is also objective knowledge to be acquired. And just as we make mistakes here, we make mistakes there. <coughs> the following the correct method uh, does not protect you from making mistakes. Uh, but a mistake that is made in spite of following the uh, uh, correct method is different from a mistake that is made by not following the correct method. Because if you follow the correct method, then you make mistakes, then you can be corrected. Because the person can tell you that, uh, because there is agreement uh, uh, among you on the method to be used. For example, if someone... I misunderstood a verse uh, or gave, gave it to me. Then I can argue with him. And I can say, no, uh, you misunderstood uh, this word. The, this word, in this context, doesn't mean this. Why? So tell him the prophet uh, said so. Or that you consult uh, Arabic dictionaries. This, this, uh, uh, this, uh, uh, this word has two meanings. And, and by the way, <laughs> uh, Translations from English into Arabic made uh, many confusions in, in the Arabic language. Because, again, uh, people think uh, of uh, some English words. They, they think that they have only one meaning. And so they give them, give them the same meaning whenever uh, they occur. Like the word play. Hmm? Play. I mean, to play football is not like to play a role. Hmm? But... In Arabic, they say yalaq. And this became a very famous uh, uh, Arabic expression. Yalaq dawran. Why in Arabic, laib <laughs> uh, is always like playing football also. You don't say yalaq role. There's nothing like this in Arabic. But we got this uh, from the English because of uh, misunderstanding of the meaning of the word uh, play. We make mistakes again here in, 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 in Arabic. Now, now we come to the details of the, the method. If we want <coughs> to make a science Islamic, what do we do? First, <coughs> uh, I read. Accept as true all the empirically 
or rationally discovered facts, whether they be natural, physical, psychological, social, mathematical, or otherwise, irrespective of who discovered them. Don't say, I will not accept this fact because it was discovered by a Jew. <laughs> no. Uh, because what is important is the evidence. If there is the evidence for it, then you must accept it. It's the first thing. Two, add to this in respective fields and relevant places facts stated in the Quran and uh, and authentic traditions of the Prophet So you get facts from the world, facts from revelation. Add them. Uh, three, research Quran and Sunnah uh, uh, for laws under which these facts can be subsumed and explained. Because it is what uh, uh, they, they do in the natural and the social sciences. We do the same thing. But because now we have facts which you, they don't have, we have to think of, uh, of, of new uh, laws and new theories by which to explain these uh, facts. Um, discover or develop a series. Beware of the non-Islamic philosophical assumptions and statements of Western scientists that might come to you in the cloak of scientific fact. This is very important. Many of us studied as children uh, in, uh, at school uh, things which we discovered later had nothing to do with um, with scientific facts. For example, many of you might have uh, uh, learned by heart the expression matter can neither be created nor destroyed. Well, is this scientific fact? No, it is not. In fact, I found out that in fact this was gotten from Greek philosophy. No. And uh, because uh, the West is very much influenced by its, uh, uh, its intellectual history, uh, so they put. And uh, the best, uh, the best criticism of this uh, claim was also made by uh, uh, some one uh, uh, philosopher, uh, philosopher of science, said, uh, "What is important for science is that." Uh, Matter and energy are conserved. Uh, science does not talk about uh, creation or destruction of matter. Uh, all that science wants to say is that matter and energy are conserved. And he said that there can be creation and destruction uh, and destruction while matter is conserved. And he gave the example of uh, he said, suppose that uh, there is water in this, at this level. And we pour water from here, and, uh, and, and allow water also to come down from here. The same amount that gets into this container, the same amount comes out of it. So the water here will change. But the level will be the same. So the amount of water will always be the same, 
in spite of the fact that it's created and destroyed. And, and this was not a Muslim who said this. Mm. So we have to beware of this, especially when we come to the uh, social sciences. You have to be very critical of what you read. Don't accept something just because you find it in your book. <laughs> now, uh, six. Uh, put all these facts, laws and theories, in an Islamic framework. Uh, this will enable us to see them in a new light and infer from them new facts which otherwise would have no relevance within the prevailing Western materialistic and atheistic framework. And in fact, this was what uh, was the first, uh, uh, the first reason that made me think of what we now call the Islamization of the sciences. As a result of my uh, study of what uh, they call philosophy of science, I, I, I came to know that all the sciences, even the natural sciences, are in fact put in a philosophical framework. You might not be aware of this framework as a scientist, but the, 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 the framework is there. You, you find yourself inside it uh, from uh, the time you were a child or so you were put inside this, uh, uh, this philosophical framework. Uh, uh, and that is why when, when I first gave this paper, not this particular paper, when I first talked about this, and I said that uh, the, the, the prevailing uh, philosophical framework in the West is materialistic and, 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 and atheistic. One uh, brother was a professor of uh, uh, statistics. He, he said uh, to me, uh, now if I go to some of my uh, American colleagues, suppose a physicist or so, and I tell him someone from the Sudan said that, uh, <coughs> that uh, <coughs> your philosophical framework is uh, materialistic and atheistic, he will laugh and say, I'm a physicist, I have nothing to do with religion. <coughs> and then, so I told him <coughs> that this is because he never thought of this. He just found himself inside uh, this framework. And this brother, later on, alhamdulillah, he himself changed his mind and, and wrote a good paper about, uh, about the Islamization of the, uh, of the sciences. So the framework is very important. I always give the example to, to show the <laughs> importance of the framework. The example of uh, praying and rainfall. Now, suppose that uh, a scientist <coughs> saw a hundred times, hmm? a Western scientist, saw people pray and make scientists cut, and, uh, and immediately after that, rainfalls. As a scientist, he should link this to that because this is observation. Will he do this? No. Even if he sees this a, a thousand times, he will still deny uh, that there is a relationship between this and rainfall. Why? Because there is something missing here. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in his picture. Uh, and it is only by uh, believing in Allah that, that you can link prayer to rainfall. But if there is no 
God, then, then of course he would say to himself, I mean, what has this hmm, kneeling and prostrating to do with rain coming from the sky? There cannot be any link. And the problem becomes worse when you come to the social sciences, especially sciences that have to do with the human soul, like psychology and so on. Uh, so you must beware of the uh, philosophical, the, the materialistic, atheistic, uh, philosophical framework in which the Western sciences are put. We want to replace that by an Islamic framework, a framework which, which acknowledges, acknowledges the existence of the Creator and His... Uh, uh, his influence uh, in this world, that not everything depends just on uh, physical causes. There is intervention from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this becomes part of our scientific uh, uh, conception. But now, because of the influence of the, uh, of the West, science has come always, yeah, almost to be defined as something against religion or something that has nothing to do with religion. Uh, it is defined in this way, and I told some of the scientists, uh, you define science in a way which becomes, makes it non-religious. And then you come and say that uh, there is a contradiction between religion and science. You made it by, by, by definition. And uh, So, uh, according to this Western science, um, Physical phenomena has to be explained by other physical phenomena. If you explain it by uh, a divine act or by prayer or by so, then that is not scientific. Uh, and, and then the assumption also is that the world is self-sufficient. It doesn't need something from, uh, from outside. And we don't believe in this. We don't believe that the world is self-sufficient. We don't believe that um, there is no divine influence in the world. But, also, but here also, we have to be, uh, here also scientific. Uh, we don't accept um, claims even from a most pious person uh, that this was just divine inter intervention without any proof. Hmm? I mean, otherwise, there would be no difference between uh, between between science and just claims and myths and so on. We don't, uh, and we have to be also very rational and very uh, scientific and ask for, for evidence. So this is a very important, uh, uh, very... Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, I also, also, also uh, give this verse as, as, uh, uh, as a dalil, as an evidence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in one of the verses that uh, uh, a person's belief influences the way he looks at the world and what he can uh, and the lessons that uh, he, he can get 
from what happens in the world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about, uh, the, the, uh, about what happened to Lot's people. Hmm? Uh, he said about the Arabs, وَلَقَدْ أَتَوْا عَلَى الْقَرْيَةِ الَّتِي أُنْطِرَتْ مَطَرَ السَّوْءِ And they came by the, the town which was, uh, uh, was uh, uh, showered with, uh, uh, what, what, what kind of rain is that? Destructive or so, rain. And the Quran says, أَفَلَمْ يَكُونُوا يَرَوْنَهَا Didn't say, see it? بَلْ كَانُوا لَا يَرْجُونَ نُشُورَ they saw it, but they didn't get the right lesson from what they saw. So this shows you that a person's belief influences the way he looks at the world. So this is something very important. Don't think that uh, this uh, framework has nothing to do uh, with, uh, with the scientific uh, fact. Because as I said here, also, when you put these facts within that framework, you, you start to see them in a new light. And a light that is different from uh, the, the, the light, if there is any light, in, in, in materialism and, 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 and atheism. And in this way, we can reinterpret and explain even Western history. Uh, we, we, we get from, uh, f- from it what they didn't get. We explain it in a new light. We, we explain uh, um, Western um, uh, 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 sociology uh, and so on. So just as they study now the sociology of uh, Islamic uh, Muslim world also, we should also be able to study and the sociology of the West, and we can get uh, truths and, 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 and results that they cannot get while confining themselves just to uh, materialistic and atheistic uh, framework. Now, uh, final point, but it's a long one. <laughs> uh, if we, have, we said that we have two sources. Two sources of knowledge. Revelation and the world. We have facts here and we have facts here. We believe this, we believe this. What if there is contradiction? We take this one? So this means that we deny this. In spite of the, uh, in spite of the fact that we say it's a fact. There should not be a contradiction. But if there is, what do we do? Huh? Our methods are wrong. Huh? Huh? No, no. There is possible? Impossible. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they said that uh, there are several possibilities. If both are 100% true, hmm? and for example, uh, we know yeah, 100% uh, that 
There is no doubt about it. And we know, uh, and there is no equivalent thing here. Uh, let, let, us think, let us think of something else. Uh, what else? Uh, just let me talk just theoretically. Uh, we know this hundred percent and this hundred percent. So in this case, there can be no contradiction. If we are hundred percent sure that this is a fact, hundred percent sure that this is a fact, then there can be no contradiction. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not create the world in one way and tells us about it in another way. <laughs> this is true, this is true. Uh-huh. Okay. But this is the same statement here and there. No, uh, so, so here can, there can be no contradiction. But suppose that, uh, let us uh, call this this is 100%, 100%. Suppose that we are not very sure about this, but we are sure about this. We are not sure about this because uh, we are not sure about our interpretation of the verse or the hadith. But we are 100% sure about this. What do we do? Yes. Because this, suppose, for example, uh, a good example is the shape of the uh, of the uh, of the earth. Huh? We now know 100% that this is spherical. Now, there are verses here which can be, uh, or, or, or were explained by some people to mean that the earth is flat. Hmm? Uh, but we know now that this cannot be so. We accept this. And here. Again, we take this. We know 100% that Adam was made in a special way. So, we don't accept Darwinism when it applies to human beings. What do we do? <laughs> we are not sure of this 100%, and we are not sure of this. Ibn Taymiyyah said, we accept temporarily whatever has better evidence behind it <laughs> until uh, the matter becomes clear okay I said that on the last point and I was wrong we should not put the ideas of human beings even if they be the greatest of our ulama on a par with the Quran and the Sunnah especially in regard to worldly matters which are our concern here many people uh, do this make this mistake and because um, I, I, uh, I find many people, they, uh, they treat what Al-Ghazali says, for example, about the human soul as if it is Quran or Sunnah of the Prophet, or what Ibn Taymiyyah says. Uh, no, we don't do this. Uh, these are human beings. If there is no evidence for what they say in the Quran or the Sunnah, we might accept it, uh, yeah, accept it just as a human opinion. Uh, but we don't treat it the same way as we treat the Quran or the Sunnah. Especially when it tells us about the world uh, and, and not something religious. For example, يعني, I like Ibn Taymiyyah very much, but he said something funny about, uh, about, <laughs> about the, the world, the, 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 the earth. 
he couldn't understand how can the earth, he believed that the earth was spherical. Uh, but then he thought that all human beings are on the top of the, of the and he couldn't imagine this is, I mean, very natural. He couldn't see how can people be on, on the other side. So he said that, uh, <laughs> so he said that um, the others, there are no human beings uh, on the other side of the, of the earth. That, oh, we don't accept this. Yeah. And uh, he said something which is true and which people denied for some time. He thought uh, that uh, there is no end to the, to the division of material things. So people criticized him and they said that he doesn't believe uh, in, 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 in atoms because at a uh, certain time in history, uh, people uh, believed that atoms are indivisible. He said, no, they are divisible. And neither he nor the other, others <laughs> had any uh, scientific uh, proof for this. But he, he just used his reason. And he said uh, that, uh, that uh, matter is, uh, uh, is divisible. It's divisible. There, there is no end to, to, to that. So they expressed views about um, human beings, about physical things, about so we don't put this on par with uh, the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And uh, the last point is that Islamization of the sciences does not mean that we don't make mistakes. Hmm? We as human beings can uh, have our own Islamic theories and uh, on opinions, and we might proved to be wrong in some of the things. But as I said, what is important is the method. And the method does not protect you, does not save you uh, from committing uh, mistakes. Even if you are the best of the, of, of the scientists, even if you are the most sincere Muslims, Muslim, you, you are still liable to make uh, mistakes. Now, no, but does it affect the, the, what we said? These are facts, whether they are discovered today or tomorrow or the day after. So it's the same. Uh, but even in Revelation, in spite of the fact that uh, uh, the, the, the verses of the hadith are limited, the knowledge in them is not limited. And we can at uh, one stage in our in, in, in history discover from the same verses things which uh, people before didn't know, especially about the world. So the fact that uh, uh, the words are limited doesn't mean that uh, knowledge is uh, is not. Okay. Islamic theory, Islamic theory the, yes, yeah, something that is related to Islam but has no uh, yeah, evidence in the Quran or the Sunnah, not definite. Yes, because you can say Islamic poetry, you can say Islamic philosophy. Uh, so it, it, it is Islamic in this sense, not Islamic in the sense that there is evidence for it um, in the Quran or the Sunnah. And I don't like uh, uh, 
and I agree with you. I I, I don't like um, to call uh, something a theory which is in the Quran on this because this is not a theory. And these are facts. Uh, theories are not um, are not facts. Are not facts. It's just uh, uh, something we introduce to explain um, facts, and it might be uh, it, it might turn out to be wrong. So I. I, I don't like to call uh, this theory, but I think that as Muslims we can have theories and we can call them in the Islamic in this sense, in the, in the sense that they are um, uh, the suggested or made by Muslims and within the, uh, this Islamic uh, framework, but doesn't mean that uh, they are 100% true. These are not facts. No. No. The paper, yes. yes. Uh, please, when you, if you want to read this on uh, the site, please ignore, there's some confusion here. When I first uh, gave this paper, I criticized the idea of um, Islamizing knowledge. I, uh, I, I call it Islamization of the sciences, not of knowledge. Because... The fiqh is knowledge, we don't Islamize, Islamize fiqh. Quran is knowledge, hadith is knowledge. So I, uh, but when I read this now, uh, I found that this was not very clear in, in the paper. I don't know, perhaps when they published it, they deleted something. Now, I've heard some uh, Muslims that used to take say that, well, no, Muslims shouldn't try to acquire all worldly knowledge. Like, there's no need to do get a PhD or a master's. What do you say to that? Do you need an answer from me? Yeah, I mean, it's obvious that's wrong. Because you need this even for your own deen. Didn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and prepare for them whatever. Hmm? power. How do you prepare? Just by studying religion? What do you do if you are sick? How do you build your homes? How do you, I mean, you have to you have to study. But uh, what what sh- one should not uh, devote himself completely to acquiring worldly knowledge uh, and neglect uh, knowledge of the Quran and the Sunnah. Uh, because this is this is vital for a person to read the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu uh, We don't have to be I mean, scholars, everyone, every one of us, a scholar in the Quran and the Sunnah. Uh, but uh, but we should learn what is important for us as um, individual Muslims, and then serve the Muslim community by uh, studying some worldly things. Now. No. When you mentioned how the apple and the mind, how it's so promoted, Allah says that uh, when I, when the people are helped by they would say only if we had used our intelligence, we would not be among these people. No? Mm, if, if, no, for example, this is, this is a good example of uh, a word in the Quran uh, which should not be taken literally. Mm? Because these people in, in the hereafter say, um, had we listened 
سمعنا أو نعقله and had we understood we would not have been in hellfire now سمع here does not mean just hearing سمع can mean hearing and accepting the truth because if you hear and you don't accept the truth that you heard it is as if you didn't hear anything so a person who just hears and who doesn't understand or doesn't accept the truth is considered to be not hearing at all and in fact the Quran as I mentioned here the Quran likens some these people to to what animals hear from the from the shepherds and so you see some shepherds can talk there to their goats or cows or so they can talk you come here and he gives them names and so on but they don't hear words they hear only vibrations they don't they don't understand and that's why the Quran said كمثل الذي ينعق بما لا يسمع إلا دعاء ونداء when you talk to these people it is as if you are talking to animals which do not hear words they hear only dua something like this and they don't they don't understand now did you speak about the the role of repetition of verses the importance of repeating the, the same verse over and over again pondering the same verse extensively as opposed to just trying to run through the entire story yes and, and even I didn't talk um, inshallah some other time we'll talk about and the method of acquiring knowledge from revelation but what you said yes it's true this is in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not reveal uh, the Quran just to be uh, recited or read uh, as they say parrot fashion mm -hmm. you, 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 this is a message if someone sends you a message hmm, you have to understand the message and to act according to the message yeah? You then take the message and say, uh, and do nothing. <laughs> it might be that he is telling you in that message uh, that someone is going, is coming to kill you after one hour. Uh, and, and, and you start reading the message until he comes and kills you. <laughs> no. so, so, so you have to understand the message and, and, and act accordingly. Uh, and you don't understand um, the message uh, just by uh, repeating the, the word. So it is true. Uh, it, it happened that the, the Prophet ﷺ once spent uh, the whole night just repeating one verse. So, Naam. Do you recommend reading Ibn Khaldun's book on No. You see, at at a certain stage in your development as a student, you can read anything. But the important thing is that you read critically. You don't accept this because Ibn Khaldun said it, or because now every day we read things written by non-Muslims. So if you can read things written by non-Muslims, why not read Ibn Khaldun and Al-Ghazali and 
and the Sufis and <laughs> everything. Uh, but uh, we don't read uh, them just as, you know, as if they are our sources of Islamic knowledge. Uh, so Ibn Khaldun is known to be, uh, his book is known to be a very you know, an important book. In fact, some of Westerners call him the father of sociology, the, the first person uh, perhaps who invented the science of, uh, of sociology was Ibn Khaldun. I have a question from Mr. No. How can a person Islamize the, sciences of, the science of psychology? It seems to me that the Muslim would encounter dangerous ideas which may lead to his or her confusion about the deen, or some other social sciences like sociology and political science and philosophy. There are assumptions built into the lessons in these classes and who will stop, and who will stop to reflect long enough to even realize all those Subliminal lessons. Now, this is the, the, that is why we we said that we have to Islamize them. In fact, this is because of for this reason because we said that in these sciences there are things which are not Islamic, and you are all of you if you are studying. How many of you are studying social sciences or studied social any social science, any social science? You see. And even do those of us who did not specialize in the social sciences, we read about, uh, we read about politics, we read about uh, every day, in fact, almost every day, we read um, uh, columns in, in the newspapers on, on political matters, analysis, uh, and so on. And all these um, are written from a special point of view. And we are bound to be influenced by this. If we don't, um, um, if our Islamic method is not very clear in our minds, and if we don't uh, uh, read critically. One uh, solution for what the, the sisters said is that we apply this, uh, what I am saying now, is only a suggestion of how to convert these uh, sciences into Islamic sciences. Uh, so why don't you help each other in this? Uh, I, I suggested to some uh, uh, brothers in, 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 uh, in Sudan and Saudi Arabia and so on that uh, uh, since we perhaps we cannot now read, read I mean, write um, um, uh, uh, textbooks on psychology or economics or so which are completely Islamic. So why don't we start? by criticizing and commenting on the texts that we are, that are now studied. Hmm? We take a text on economics or psychology or so on and uh, bring several um, uh, Muslim scholars, uh, not necessarily um, uh, specialized in psychology, some uh, fuqaha, some uh, people who specialize in Arabic language, some uh, people who know history, uh, 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 some people who study psychology, uh, and so on. And we read these uh, uh, texts, and we ask them to comment on them. So, this can be a good start. Uh, it is not... It is not a complete solution, but it is a start, and it, is very, and it will encourage our uh, boys and girls uh, to, 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 to read uh, critically. This is, this is the important thing, to teach them, to train them, 
to, to read these matters critically and not to accept uh, um, um, everything just because the teacher said it or uh, because they find it in the textbook. So this shows you the importance of this uh, of this uh, uh, the matter. No. A lot of the stuff in the psychology books contradict the Quran, and we clearly know that like they will use theories to prove that you know gays are okay because it's just no. It, if we go and study this. We are basically accepting that we have come to... No, no, no. We contradict. We just sit and say... No, no, no. To study is not to accept. To study is not to accept. Then uh, you study, but you don't accept. Yes, I know. And you can find, by the way, uh, you can find even within uh, Western science itself, uh, replies and, uh, and, uh, and facts which criticize uh, and, 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 and falsify um, anything which contradicts the Quran. For example, and, and, and uh, also, remember, we said about the framework, but there is also the culture. There is also the culture influences people. I mean, now, because everyone wants to be politically correct, eh, and to say that... Uh, uh, gays are okay and so on. Then they go and find and try to support this by scientific facts. In fact, there is no scientific fact which uh, supports this. And uh, I once wrote uh, uh, an article which is based just on the Quran about this. And I said that uh, this cannot be in the genes. Eh? I mean, according to the Quran. Because the Quran tells us about the first people who started this. Where did they get this from? Uh, when did it happen just uh, for, for, the, for those people in that community that all of them suddenly had this in their genes <laughs> and no one before them uh, they didn't inherit this from any uh, anyone else uh, so you 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 and if you read uh, the Quran and ponder of this uh, and I think when uh, when they discovered this uh, genome also, right? and they said something on that occasion, uh, and that, that there are no uh, genes related to, uh, to, to someone being gay or so. And suppose there are genes. Right? There are genes for being straight. Huh? But this doesn't mean that you grab every girl you find in the, in the, in the street. Huh? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. A complete list of available lectures by Sheikh Jafar Idris is as follows. JSI 1. Muslim's Duty in the West. JSI 2. Love of the Prophet. JSI 3. Commentary on Surah Al-Fatiha. JSI 4. Human Rights in Islam. JSI 5. Peace and the Spread of Islam GSI 6 Education in the West GSI 7 
Islamization of Science JSI 8 Can there be more than one Islam? JSI 10 Is the truth relative? To obtain your copy of these lectures, visit us at ciie.org.